Well, good morning, everyone. I want to welcome you to uh, Liquid Church. I'm Pastor Tim, and this is Tailgate Sunday. You guys ready for the big game today? Let's hear some noise. Super Bowl Sunday. Everybody excited? Are you ready for the Eagles or the Jets? Who's going to win? Uh, yeah, I, it's kind of a weird thing, right? I'm a true blue Giants fan. Any Giants fans here? Okay. Now you know why we're praying and fasting for 40 days, okay? All right. Uh, it's, weird. it's kind of a weird Sunday, right? On the one hand, it's like you got the Eagles, who we all hate, and then Tom Brady, who we despise even more, right? But the way I see it's this, like any enemy of Brady is a friend of mine, so fly, Eagles, fly, right? Come on. <laughs> Philly fans, you need a spirit of Eli Manning, man. He's got five rings, but Eli beat him twice, right? That's the thing. Now, this is kind of funny. Uh, Philly fans are nuts. I don't know if you saw this morning's news. Fox uh, Sports Channel 9 out of Philadelphia uh, snap this photo. They're reporting that city police in Philadelphia are greasing lampposts with Crisco to stop Eagle fans from climbing them. That is true. So look at that. Those are Philadelphia police officers greasing the light poles because if the Eagles win, they are like the fans will climb them, and if they lose, they'll tear them down, right? They, these, they, call, they call them the Crisco cops. That is like hardcore, right? Now listen, today we are celebrating, not just a Super Bowl, really for a different reason here at Liquid, because today you are a part of history. Today we are making history as a church at every campus, because we have six locations across New Jersey, and today, for the first time ever, every Liquid campus is receiving a live broadcast. <laughs> Welcome guys, you did it. We're finally there, it's exciting, no more week delay. No more week delay. It's one of the reasons why I can talk about current events finally, like the Super Bowl. Uh, and seriously, I just want to thank our tech teams and our producers at all our campuses who are making this happen today. Yeah, get here for them. They're amazing. They did incredible. They worked very, very hard. Uh, for the last few years, the Sunday message has been on a week delay at our campuses. And really, the vision behind our broadcast campus in Parsippany was to install the technology where we could stream it live, HD video of Sunday's teaching. So all campuses, all on the same page every single Sunday. Well, today is the day, Sunday, February 4th. So let's just hear it for our Liquid family in Essex and Middlesex and Union Counties and Somerset. Welcome all, guys. We're glad you're with us. Very, very excited to have you. Mission accomplished. Great job. Now, our goal is to get this up and running by our first churchwide small group series of 2018, which is called Fast 40 Days to Breakthrough. So for 40 days leading up to Easter, all together as one church, we're going to go through a churchwide fast. Now, if you don't know what that is, fasting is a spiritual discipline. Like praying is a spiritual discipline. It's one of the ways we grow close to God. Fasting helps us grow close to God. What we do is for a season— we abstain from certain physical foods for a spiritual purpose. And to me, it's kind of funny that uh, we're about to do a fast considering what we're about to do to our bodies today. Uh, any of you going to Super Bowl parties at some point, right, today? You're probably going, maybe you have it in your house or going over a friend's uh, living room. And you guys know what we're about to do. Right? This is like the most unhealthy day of the year for Americans, okay? Uh, I don't know if you're going to do uh, potato skins, uh, cheeseburger sliders, any Buffalo Wing fans here, right? Uh, we got chips and salsa. Uh, we got brick oven crust pizza. We, oh, uh, this is one of my favorites. Hot Pockets. Everyone love Hot Pockets? Instructions, open container placed directly in toilet. That's amazing. We got many, <laughs> many meatballs. I got Pastor Mike's Bud Light. Uh, we got salt and vinegar chips. Those are like crack. Oh, you, gave, you even, 
and of course the vegetable platter that nobody opens, right? <laughs> no one even touches that thing. And then this is the worst. You ever see this one? The football cake. The fo- I was like, we should spike. We should do a Gronk spike of the football cake today. Would you like to see that? Let's, let's see where things go. Okay. All right. We're just going to leave that there for now. I look at all this stuff and I kind of laugh because it's like, that's the standard American diet, right? It's not exactly uh, healthy or heart healthy. It's party food. And that's fine, right? It's fun to have uh, fun on occasion. But for a lot of Americans, this represents kind of our daily diet, right? It's not just Super Bowl Sunday. It's Monday through Friday, right? We kind of kickstart the week. We caffeinate ourselves by going to St. Arbuck's. Uh, We fuel ourselves with junk food right through the drive-thru. High in calorie, low in nutrition. Uh, We head home and unwind with a a glass of wine or, or, you know, Diet Coke because I'm on a diet, right? Come on. Now, here's the deal. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm just a pastor, but I want to give you some godly advice today. Today, you go home, you go to your party, you pig out all you want, (laughs) because next Sunday, we are starting our series, and then the Sunday after that, we're starting our fast. For 40 days, as one church, we are going to eat clean. We're going to kind of cut the carbs and the comfort food and participate in a corporate fast known as the Daniel Fast. Now, the Daniel fast is named after an Old Testament uh, leader named Daniel, and it's found in the Old Testament, and basically, a Daniel fast is pretty simple. It's where you just give up all of the kind of the party food. In other words, you don't eat meat, sweets, or bread. You avoid alcohol, soda, caffeine, and instead, you eat clean, mainly fruits, vegetables, and water. And the result is instead of feeling, I mean, this is imagine for some of you, imagine instead of feeling tired and sluggish all the time at the end of 40 days, you were actually full of energy, uh, you were sleeping better, you had some mental clarity, uh, physically fit, but most importantly, spiritually revitalized. Now, I understand some of you are like, wait a minute, I thought uh, this was a church, not a health club, right? Like if I want nutrition advice, I'll go to like Lifetime Fitness or Whole Foods. Not so fast. You got to understand what fasting is all about. Fasting is not dieting. This is not about like dieting. It's not, fasting isn't a Christian diet. It's about abstaining from certain foods for a spiritual purpose, and that is to draw closer to Jesus Christ, okay, our Savior, through prayer and fasting. And there's a lot of health benefits to fasting. I mean, if this is, if this is kind of your daily or weekly diet, this could be a game changer series for you. Uh, you may break your addiction to junk food. You, you'll probably lose some weight in time for a swimsuit season, praise God. But, that, but that's a side effect. That's not the main purpose of fasting. The main purpose of fasting is spiritual. You'll see the title of our series is Fast, 40 Days to Breakthrough. And right, we all want bake, breakthrough, not just physical. Uh, some of us need a breakthrough in our marriage, right? We need a, a relationship kind of resuscitation. Some of us need breakthrough in our families. Some of us are, you know, struggling with employment. We need our, our, a, a new job or career. Some of us are, need a breakthrough with our kids. They're making choices. They're going down a path away from God. Uh, there are people in our congregation who need a financial breakthrough with their work or business. And really, it's, we need a spiritual jump start in our relationship with God. If you have felt sort of apathetic about your, your faith, or maybe your, your prayer life is kind of like, uh, you know, it's just kind of flatlined. Fasting is a way to jumpstart your faith. It's emptying your physical temple so that you can be filled with the Holy Spirit this spring. Well, today I want to quickly share with you five biblical reasons every Christian should fast. And let me be upfront about my goal today. Um, it is Tailgate Sunday, but it's also Small Group Sunday. 
And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to summon all my energy and persuasive powers uh, to convince you to do two things today when you walk out of the auditorium at your campus. First, I want to encourage everyone, get a group's guide, okay? This has all the details about the Daniel fast with like a shopping list. We're not going to get into it today. I'll get into it next week. It has sermon notes for the next seven Sundays so you can follow along. And then it has discussion questions, and that's number two. Get in a small group at your campus because this is a corporate fast. That means we're not doing this privately. This is a public fast that we're going to do in community together. As one church, we meet on Sunday, but during the week, we get in our small groups of 10 to 12 people. What do we do? We open the Bible. We read God's word. We pray and care for each other, and that's the whole purpose of the fast. We want to detox our body and soul so we can draw closer to Christ together and really experience God's breakthrough power in the areas of life you need it most. Are you ready for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit? Can you imagine being more hungry for God than uh, a cheeseburger slider, <laughs> you know? Guys, the next 40 days, it could change your life. If you get in a group and you, you join the fast today, we're going to actually end the service early, about 10 minutes early, so you can go get a guide. You can get in a group at your campus and, and meet those because we have them in every age and stage of life. So let's jump in. Um, today, what I'm going to do is I'm not going to go over the Daniel fast. That's next week, what you can, what you can't eat. We're going to cover that next Sunday when we start our series. And then the Sunday after that, we will start the fast. So you actually will have a week to prepare, okay? That's, I want to give you a heads up. Today, I just want to give you a quick 30,000-foot view from the Bible and highlight five biblical reasons. I really think every Christian should fast. And if you're taking notes, the first is simple. It's, it's this. Whenever you fast, you imitate Jesus. As Christians, Jesus is our Lord, Amen. He's, he's our Savior, thank God. He, he bridges the way back to a life-giving relationship with God. But Jesus is not just our Savior. He's our model for life and ministry. We want to live the way he lived when he was on earth. And at the very beginning of his public ministry, Matthew 4 says this. Then Jesus was led by the Spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, into the desert to be tempted by the devil. And it says this. After, what's this word in yellow? Say it together, all campuses. Fasting, how long? 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. You think? <laughs> 40 days, 40 nights not eating. And the dev devil kind of slithers up and says, tell these stones to become a bruschetta, brick oven, pepperoni pizza, Jesus, right? Kind of get behind me, Satan, right? Why did Jesus fast? This is significant, folks. Before Jesus performed one miracle, he had never preached one sermon. He hadn't healed anybody. Jesus set aside 40 days to fast, to draw close to his Father in heaven and receive supernatural strength from the Holy Spirit for his life's mission. Now, I want you to think about this. If Jesus himself felt the need to fast, how much more to you and me? <laughs> Remember, it's the Holy Spirit who led Jesus into the desert to fast. And as his followers, we're called to follow him, to walk in his footsteps to imitate his pattern of self-denial so that we too can be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, sometimes the Holy Spirit as a believer will lead you to a mountaintop, right? For sweet victory, woo, highlight. But sometimes the Holy Spirit will lead you into the desert for a season of self-denial. It's to strengthen you. It's to toughen your soul for the season ahead because you don't know what's coming. God knows what your assignment is. But I want you to imagine going a, a 40 days without you know, food or water. Talk about crucifying your flesh. What was God doing? For 40 days, the father was literally preparing his son for the sacrifice he was going to make on the cross for you and for me. That was his mission. And Jesus was hungry. And Jesus was weak. 
But this is how God prepared him for his mission. Now notice, Jesus fasted how long? 40 days, 40 nights. That's where we get the tradition known as Lent. Have you guys heard of Lent? Say it together, Lent. Lent is a period of fasting typically observed by Catholics and some Protestants. I remember I had a lot of Catholic friends growing up, and they'd be like, oh, man, I can't can't eat chocolate, you know, between now and Easter. I'm giving up sweets or whatever it is. Lent typically takes place from Ash Wednesday to Easter weekend, but it actually comes from the Anglo-Saxon word lengten, which means spring, springtime. And the 40 days represents the time that Jesus spent in the desert being tempted by Satan and preparing to begin his ministry of salvation. So understand something. Whenever a Christ follower fasts or restricts your diet for a season, it's one of the ways that she imitates Jesus Christ. Number one, not only do you follow in your Savior's footsteps, you then sensitize your spirit. Reason number two, the Bible says there is a battle going on inside of every one of us, and it is called your flesh, Versus your spirit, right? You know your flesh constantly wants to be fed, right? It's, it's, your, it's your flesh that wants to be caffeinated, right? To give me a, you know, give me a Starbucks. It's, it's, it's your flesh that, you know, wants a, wants a snack, right? Like, it's your flesh that says, you know what? At the end of a long day, you deserve it. Go home, sit on the couch, binge watch Netflix. Blah, 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 right? That's your flesh, Okay. It's your flesh, it's your flesh that, that reaches for that, uh, you know, second or third beer or glass of wine. Oh, one more won't hurt, and you kind of got to get fuzzy and fall asleep anyway. It's your flesh that craves nicotine if you are addicted to cigarettes or sugar. It's not just food. It's your flesh that tells you, hey, take a second look at that hot girl or that cute guy who's not your spouse. Or linger just a little bit long on that website because it's not hurting anybody. See, your flesh is not just physical. It is your soul inside that feels empty at times or feels pain and then tries to numb all that emptiness artificially or self-destructively. But in fasting, we throw out all that garbage for a season and we tell our flesh who's boss. As Paul says in Galatians 5.16, he wrote this. He said, so I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the what? The flesh. In other words, When you fast, you are sending a message to your flesh. You're saying, no, 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 no. You don't control me, flesh. I'm controlled by the Holy Spirit of God. I'm not just a slave to my cravings, right? Whatever my eyes see or whatever my my appetite wants. I actually, I feed on the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, and self-control. See, the path to being controlled by the Spirit is controlling the self. You have to crucify your flesh. Remember, that's at the heart of our faith, right? It's a cross. That's why Jesus fasted. He said, I know that my future means crucifixion on a cross to save these people. That was his flesh literally dying as a sacrifice for our sins. And when we fast in a similar way, you are crucifying your flesh. But have you ever noticed it doesn't go down without a fight? (laughs) Watch what happens, okay? When you try to go without your morning coffee and your flesh goes, what's going on? Dude, you gotta be late for the get. You have to get Starbucks, right? Your flesh freaks out. Your flesh freaks out when your coworkers go out for lunch to Buffalo Wild Wings, right? And you, you pull out your crummy little brown bag with some carrot sticks. Your flesh is like, that is so lame. Why would you do that? Why is everyone else doing, you know? 
It's your flesh that cries out when you, you skip dessert and like everyone else is like tearing up the haagen or a football cake. Your flesh is like, no, I'm dying, right? On the other side of that is something very powerful. You get woke. You get spiritually woke. You come alive to the Holy Spirit because through fasting, you become more in tune with God. If you ever have actually weaned yourself off of coffee, you know this, right? I mean, after the initial headaches subside, what happens? The fog kind of lifts. Your, your mind becomes uncluttered. Your thinking's like sharper. Your prayers become more empowered. You're actually able to hear God more clearly. And your soul, this is what's important, your soul, as your physical outside is breaking, your soul becomes increasingly sensitive to the things of God. You actually begin losing your appetite for the things of this world. See, the Bible says in a very mysterious way, there's a connection between your stomach and your soul. Did you know that? And when you give up something physical, comfort food, to gain a spiritual benefit, more of God, more, more tenderness, more, more intimacy with his spirit. I know this is hard to imagine, but through fasting, you actually start hungering more for God than for a hamburger. This is what Jesus had in mind when he said blessed. You want to be blessed? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for what? Righteousness. This is a theme. You're going to find this in the group's guide. We have some cool uh, uh, verses in here you might want to memorize on page four. Fasting is like this wake-up for your spiritual appetite, for more of God, his righteousness. What's that mean? His holiness. I want to see his, his majesty. I want to see his moral perfection. I, I remember when we did our first annual fast at Liquid. It was back in 2011, about seven years ago. A lot of people told me how you experienced the spiritual awakening. Someone told me this. They wrote, Dear Tim, I'll never forget our first fast at Liquid back in 2011. It was life-changing for me. I'll admit, at first, I didn't think I'd survive. I'm a caffeine addict. Two coffees before noon, then switch to Diet Coke, my drug of choice. Ha ha. I thought I wouldn't make it, but I'm so glad I did. The fast revolutionized my relationship with God and my family. In the morning, when I would normally be on my second cup, I found myself turning instead to God for prayer. In the afternoon, instead of rocking the vending machine at work, I found myself hungry to read my Bible. That's when God's word came alive. Two weeks in, I felt like the Holy Spirit was speaking directly to me. He convicted me about a relationship with a family member that needed repair. We basically stopped spe uh, speaking the previous fall over a stupid argument, and it caused this huge funk in our family. Prompted by the Holy Spirit, listen to this, I humbled myself to reach out and apologize, and God did something amazing. Not only did she forgive me, our relationship is stronger than it's ever been. Talk about a breakthrough. My faith has become real, and I ain't ever going back. This is so fun. Prayer and fasting are my new drugs of choice. I love that. Prayer and fasting, my new drugs of choice. See, when you fast, all your counterfeit lovers are exposed. All the things that you and I just kind of blindly do subconsciously to kind of numb out and fill the void. And we all do this. This is why they call it comfort food. We have some fun kind of pictures that our creative team made for you. If you look at page 14, you're going to see a plate of Cinnabons and cookies. And David wrote, my comfort and deliverer. <laughs> right? A lot of times we use food to self-medicate when we feel stressed or anxious or tired. That's why they call it comfort food. And here's the deal. It feeds your flesh, but it starves your soul. Fasting says no flesh, and it sensitizes your spirit. And like my sister said in her email, in fasting, we prioritize prayer. Reason number three to fast. 
Prayer and fasting, she said, are my new drugs of choice. She's on to something there. In fact, in uh, weeks four and five, you're going to notice we drill down specifically how do you pray for breakthrough? How do you pray for healing? Because fasting and prayer, they really go hand in hand. I want you to think of it this way. If you fast and you don't pray, you know what that's called? It's called a diet. <laughs> this is not a diet. Fasting isn't a Christian diet. You may, you may lose a few pounds, I get that, but it's not going to draw you closer to God. Prayer is essential if you want spiritual breakthrough. In my research, it's so interesting, I came across this fascinating scripture in Mark 9. I never really kind of saw this before. Um, Jesus heals this boy who's like uh, emotionally, he's like mentally kind of afflicted. He has these physical seizures. And all of Jesus' disciples pray for the kid, but nothing happens. And then Jesus prays for him, and the Bible says this unclean spirit shrieked and came out of him. And the disciples are like, whoa, whoa Jesus, wait. We prayed, but that, why couldn't we drive it out? And this, listen to what he says. Jesus said, this kind can come out only by what? Say it together. Prayer and fasting. See, prayer and fasting are like two barrels of a shotgun. If you're facing a situation in your life that needs breakthrough, maybe somebody you love is desperately sick and they need God's healing touch. And you've prayed, have you fasted though? Maybe there's an addiction in your life that you can't break. Drugs, vaping, I don't know, prescription painkillers, pornography. I've prayed, but I struggle and it still beats me. Have you fasted? Or, or, or you're desperate for your marriage to be saved or your children need help. You can pray and prayer is powerful. But you know what's even more powerful? Prayer plus fasting together. And over the next 40 days, church, we're going to pray for all sorts of things. Big requests, small requests, things that need both barrels of the shotgun. Healing, relationship rescues. There are some of you who come on Sunday and, and you love it, but you cry because you're like, my spouse is at home. He or she doesn't know the Lord. I'm praying for them. Salvation for a loved one. There are couples who are facing infertility, and that's something to pray and fast about. Maybe you need to sell your house or God's provision of a job. Maybe you need guidance in a big decision like we talked about in Divine Direction. Have you prayed and fasted about it? Every one of us can think of one situation where we need to see a breakthrough power from God. And you've probably thought a lot about solutions, but I would just ask, have you fasted and prayed about the situation? Because that's where the power is. This kind can come out only by prayer and fasting, Jesus said. Why? Fasting shows God you're serious. Fasting shows God, I'm going to stop eating. This is so close to my heart. And I'm going to press in and I need to see you move. God, I'm dependent on you. I can't do this alone. I need your strength. I can't find comfort anywhere else, God. And we've seen God do miraculous stuff. In this series, you're actually going to hear testimonies from people in this church who experience breakthrough. We've had God heal chronic conditions. We have had couples conceive children through the power of fasting. We've seen God break through and, and help people sell their house, out in the market for, you know, months, a year, or find a new one. We saw prodigal children return home, win a custody battle. God gives guidance and key decisions. Some of you are facing big challenges to start your year, right? And here's the deal. You could pray about your problems by yourself, you know, once in a while. But I want you to imagine praying and fasting for 40 days alongside 4,000 other Christians who are praying with you and for you. See, fasting doesn't just prioritize prayer, reason number three. Through fasting, we create community. This is not an individual fast, don't do it alone. This is a corporate fast. It's church-wide. It's all of our campuses, even people online, coming together to seek God for 40 days leading up to Easter. And here's the deal. 
If you go through the Bible, I did this week, very powerful. If you look in Scripture, whenever God's people come together in community and they humble themselves and they seek God's face through fasting and prayer, God pours out his power in miraculous ways. Uh, one of the best examples in the Old Testament touched me this week was the book of Ezra. You don't hear too much about Ezra. He was a leader of God's people. God chose him to lead the Israelites back home to Jerusalem after they were in Babylon. They were captives. And God chose Ezra. He said, I want you to lead him back home, but there's just one problem. It was a journey of 900 miles on foot, very difficult, very dangerous terrain, and they were transporting treasure. They had over 50 tons of gold and silver without any soldiers for protection. So Ezra gets all of God's people together, and he calls for a corporate fast. Look what it says, Ezra 8. It says, there, by the Ahava Canal, I proclaimed a fast so that we might humble ourselves before God and ask him, what's the request, for a safe journey for us and our kids with all our possession. So you see, fasting is when God's people humble themselves. We say, God, we're depending on you. We, we need your strength. We need your protection for whatever lies ahead in our journey. But notice who they fasted for. They fasted for their families. They fasted for their kids. That's a great focus to fast about. Parents, fast for your kids. You can fast for loved ones. They, they fasted for their possessions. It is perfectly legitimate to fast for homes or businesses or property. So we fasted and petitioned our God about this. And he what? Answered our prayer. How do you answer it? Look at the result of this fast. It says, the hand of our God was on us. Anybody want the hand of God on their life? Hand of our God was on us. And he protected us from enemies and bandits along the way. And I don't know about you. I want the hand of God in my life. One of the ways you attract the hand of heaven is by humbling yourself in a church-wide fast. And the best way we do that in a big church is through small groups. That's why this series is a 40-day small groups experience. We're doing the Daniel fast together. It's in our small groups at every campus. Now, if you are new and we got a lot of new people, uh, we are like, what's a small group? At Liquid, we just call them groups. But groups are basically just small groups, 10 or 12 people who meet during the week, typically in somebody's home, really for three purposes. A, we apply the Bible. We open the Bible and say, what does this mean for me? I'm going to put this in action. B, we bear burdens. We actually pray for one another. It's how you care for other Christians, how you get to know new friends. And then C, chance to serve. We want you to have an outward focus on serving the community, and that's a key part of this fast. So if you're new, you got to understand, this is where you get known. This is, small groups are where you receive care and community. If you're sick, for instance, it's your small group that brings a meal over. My wife, Colleen, had the flu this week. She was in bed for four straight days. She had two women from her small group bring over meals. Thank you for the chicken pot pie. Groups go out to dinner together to do social stuff. And here's the thing. We, you have come at a great time. We have over 200 small groups all over the state this February. We have every age and stage of life. We have groups for singles, married, married with kids, groups for men, groups for young moms. We have groups for teenagers. But our high, listen to this. Our high schoolers are not fasting food. We're making them fast from social media because we want to kick them where it counts, right? Kind of, kind of thing, right? They'd rather do the food, right? They're... There are groups that meet together all different nights of the week. So if you're not currently in a group, I want to encourage you to join one today at the end of this service. You're going to get up from your seat. You can find some teammates outside the auditorium and join a group at your campus. And I'm serious. I, the sermon's almost over. I have one point left. It's a miracle, okay? <laughs> Listen, 
Then you're going to meet the group leaders at your campus. And for the next seven weeks, this is not for life, okay? This is just seven weeks as we go through this fast series together. We want you to know that there are easy on-ramps and off-ramps, okay? If you're like, I don't like my group, they're all losers, no harm, no foul. You join another group or take time off. doesn't matter. We don't judge. But it's like a perfect time to try out a group if you've never experienced one before. Remember this, guys. Christianity is a team sport, right? Even Jesus had a team of 12 friends that he went into battle with. In praying and fasting with a small group of Christian brothers and sisters, always more powerful than attempting this alone because that's when the breakthrough happens. My last point. Why should every Christian fast? Five reasons. When you fast, you imitate Jesus. That alone should be the, uh, the main reason. You also sensitize your spirit by denying your flesh. You prioritize prayer for a season. You create community with other children of God. But most importantly, it's fasting that lets you break through to blessing. Everyone say breakthrough. Spiritual breakthrough is our ultimate goal. Now, you're like, what exactly is breakthrough? You've got to come next Sunday. I'm going to talk about that for you at the kickoff. But I want to leave you with a great picture of spiritual breakthrough through fasting in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is one of my favorite stories. It's the story of a king named Jehoshaphat. Can you say that? Jehoshaphat. And uh, you know that, you, by the way, you know they called him fatty, right? Like you know he got bullied, right? But uh, Jehoshaphat's king of Israel, and basically what happens, the Bible says Israel's enemies, the Moabites, the Ammonites, the, you know, potato skin bites, whatever, they came and they made war on Jehoshaphat and his people. And here's what the scripture says. Alarmed, you would be too, Jehoshaphat resolved to inquire of the Lord, and he did what? Proclaimed a fast for all Judah. So this was a nationwide fast. The people of Judah came together to seek help from the Lord. Indeed, they came from every town in Judah to seek him. So there's this great nationwide fast for God's help in a time of national crisis. They fasted, they prayed for deliverance. And I love this part of Jehoshaphat's prayer. Listen to his humility. Our God, we have no power to face this vast army that's attacking us. We got nothing. God, we don't know what to do. We got no good ideas. <laughs> but our eyes are where? Our eyes are on you. That is exactly what the focus of a fast is about. It's taking your eyes off the things of this world, all the pressures, all the problems you're facing, and redirecting your eyes on God. Seeking God's strength and his breakthrough power in all of the battles that you face. Any of you facing battles? Legal battle? Maybe there's a battle in your house, a battle at school or work? Let me tell you what God did for Jehoshaphat. We don't have time to read it. You can look at 2 Chronicles 20. Read it when you get home. Long story short, in the middle of the fast... God breaks through with a word of encouragement. He says, don't be afraid of your enemies, fatty. The battle ain't yours. This battle is mine. And God gets personal. God goes to war for his people. God sets up an ambush for the enemy armies and they start attacking each other. They totally destroy each other and God's people don't even lift a finger. And when the war is over, Jehoshaphat and his people, they go down into the valley. It was called the Valley of Battle. And there was so much gold and silver left that took them three days to haul it home. Watch this. 
They bring home blessings from a battle they never fought. So Jehoshaphat actually changes the name of the valley. It was called the Valley of Battle. And Jehoshaphat says from this day forward, we're going to call it the Valley of Blessing. You get it? Their place of battle becomes the place of God's blessing, where he pours out his breakthrough power in a miraculous way. Why? Because God's people humbled themselves. And they fasted. And they prayed for breakthrough. Can I ask, where do you need a breakthrough? In your life, in your marriage, in your relationship, in your career, in your family. What might your God do if you got together with all of the other God's people and we fasted and prayed together for 40 days? There's a pastor down in Georgia named Jensen Franklin. And every year their church starts with a Daniel fast. They've done it for 10 straight years, free chapel in Georgia. And he wrote, I've had people testify that only three days into a fast for a loved one suffering from cancer, the cancer was completely cured. Another lady's son was dying from a 107-degree fever associated with his leukemia. And the very first day of the fast, the boy's fever broke, and he didn't suffer a trace of brain damage. You know what that's called, guys? That's called breakthrough. It's a health breakthrough. Where God turns an overwhelming battle into an overwhelming blessing that brings him great glory. Can I ask, where do you need to see a breakthrough? What might God want to bless in your life, in your family, with your kids, in your marriage, but you're a season of prayer and fasting away? For the next 40 days, I just want to encourage you, invite you, get in the game. How do you get in the game? You take two steps as we walk out of here in two minutes. You go get a guide in the lobby. Bring it to church next Sunday when we start this series. And for the next seven weeks, bring your guide every Sunday because we're going to take notes. I'm going to reference things in here. And then secondly, get in a group today. Do not attempt this fast alone. This 40-day fast is designed to be done in community because something powerful happens when God's people humble themselves. They seek his face and they pray for one another. I want you to imagine how your February may be different. If you actually got together with 4,000 brothers and sisters and we all went into battle together. Guys, this series starts next Sunday. So, so you enjoy your Super Bowl party tonight, all right? I hope it's a great game. I hope Gronk does his thing. I hope it's a glorious Sunday. But next Sunday, we start our fast adventure, amen? Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much. Lord, I'm excited about what you're going to do. God, what are you going to do? God, I'm believing that over the next 40 days, there will be people whose families will be changed. There will be marriages healed and restored by the power of God. There are people who are uh, in debt or, or they don't have a job. And God, you're going to provide, and they'll point back, it was that Super Bowl Sunday that I said, all right, I'm going to give up my nachos and my beer and all my crutches and I'm going to seek the Lord's face. I'm going to humble myself. So God, come do amazing things. Father, we are excited. Uh, Lord, we are your church. We have received Christ as our Savior, but we want more of your Spirit. Or rather, Holy Spirit, have more of us in this season. For the next 40 days, come do what you will and receive all the glory, Jesus, our Lord and Savior. In his name we pray. Everyone said together, amen. Amen. amen.